Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday, everyone. And welcome to episode three of the Scale the Fuck Up podcast, where today we are talking all about the number one overlooked strategy for scaling. I'm Rhiannon, your host and business strategist for multi-six and seven-figure entrepreneurs. And I've been supporting women to help grow and scale businesses that light them up, not burn them out, since 2014. Thank you so, so much for being here. I'm so excited to jump in. So let's go ahead and get started. So you've probably heard a lot of noise in the online space about the importance of growth and more specifically client growth. Now, whether you're serving clients in a one-on-one capacity, in masterminds, in group programs, either live or evergreen, in memberships or in passive programs, Traditionally speaking, you need more butts and seats in order to grow your revenue and subsequently grow your business. Now, I'm not talking about upping your prices here, okay? Let's just talk about traditionally speaking, you need more people in order to make more money and grow your business. So this means that client growth, which we can also call client acquisition for the purpose of this episode is essential. Now, there are all sorts of ways that you can work work with clients. I just mentioned a few examples. And likewise, there are also all sorts of ways that you can convert clients or acquire clients. You can increase your visibility. You can up your lead generation strategy. You can beef up your content marketing. You can start to play around with paid advertising. You can put out new offers. You can work on paid partnerships and affiliate marketing. There are so, so, so many ways that you can get in front of your ideal audience and convert clients. Now, obviously, if you are running a six or a multi-six-figure business, you've probably already honed that pretty well. But there is one key overlooked strategy for actually scaling. And that's not focusing on client acquisition. It's actually focusing on client retention. Okay, so what does that actually mean? Client retention is retaining clients that you have already converted. So clients that you've already worked with. Now, please don't misunderstand me here. You do need to be acquiring new clients, of course, or at least having a way to acquire them. So even if this is something like setting up a waiting list that you can go to when a new space in your business opens up. But my point here is that retention is essentially an untapped asset for your business. And honestly, it's one that can add five and six figures to your bottom line, depending on the size of your business. So it's more cost-effective to keep clients that you currently have than to try to go out and find new ones. And it's also typically easier. Now, after all, you already have a relationship with this person. You already know some about their business and some of their struggles, and you offer a solution to their problems. Now, here's where the rubber meets the road. You have to actually provide results to your clients. So not just pretty marketing and cheap promises that you can't deliver on, but actual tangible results. So I'm actually going to share a real life example. I I know when I was trying to build my business, I had a really difficult time finding anyone lifting the veil and showing true behind the scenes, especially to some of these nittier, grittier convos that aren't all rainbows and sunshine. 
So I'm going to share about two different mentors that I worked with recently and who I worked with for at least a year. Both were at multi-six figures when I signed on. Both were uh, helping women grow businesses online. Both had been in business for over five years, and they both actually started their business the same year. So by all intents and purposes, there were a lot of similarities there. Their containers were slightly different. So one focused on one-on-ones and one focused on masterminds, but the experiences could not have been different. So let me go ahead and start with the first one. Immediately upon sign up, there was a super clear onboarding guide and a really nice welcome video. So I had a lot of clarity on what was going to happen when and how it was going to happen. Now, these were mostly just systematized things. Yay, automation for the win here. But honestly, it was still such a great start to the experience, and it really paved the way for what I could expect. After the first couple of weeks of us working together, I knew that if a call was scheduled, that mentor would be there on time every time. I knew the timeline for questions to be responded to outside of calls, and I also knew the process for getting support. Now, that support could have either been from the mentor or also from the team with like technical or billing questions. So this continued for the entire duration of our time working together. It was always consistent and I always felt supported. All right, let's shift to the second mentor. So after I signed, I received nothing and I was then double billed. Okay, shit happens. You know, sometimes things go wrong, no problem. But in this case, I had no idea how to access the platform, had no idea how to get the link to book calls, and I didn't know what happened next. It was off to a bit of a bumpy start, but honestly, stuff really does happen, so it's okay. But after the first couple of weeks of working together, I knew that if a call was scheduled, that mentor may or may not actually be there because they would randomly reschedule calls with just a few days notice. So I had no idea for the timeline for questions to be responded to outside of calls. And I had no idea the process for getting support. And again, this was either from the mentor themselves or from the team if I had questions with technical or billing issues. This too continued for our time working together. The behavior was always consistent, and I very rarely felt supported. Now, I completely understand that different people and different personalities hear, receive, and react to things very differently. Fine. And I I honestly, I got a lot out of working with both of these mentors. But with the first, I felt this mentor, honest to goodness, was in it with me. I felt supported and seen and my business basically blew the fuck up working with this person. With the second, I learned what not to do, which honestly was worth every single penny, but still not the best experience, right? Now, shifting back to retention versus acquisition. The first mentor has a waiting list a couple hundred people deep. People sign on, and do not leave. They also pay this mentor four, five, and six figures per year, depending on the business. And the mentor has been able to actually grow alongside them. So this mentor obviously focuses on retention. The second mentor 
as a huge paid lead generation strategy. So there are constant, ugh, cannot talk. There are constantly new audience members coming in. And then of course, some that convert into clients, but the retention rate is abysmal. So is one strategy better than another when we're talking about retention versus acquisition? Well, I mean, in reality, both work. Both can propel you to a multi-six and even seven-figure business. But when you're focused on the current clients that you have, their experience and their results, it is such an easy transition in the customer journey for them to work with you in a higher capacity or to just continue working with you. And, you know, I know there is so much talk about getting more clients, but seriously, such an overlooked strategy for scaling your business is to take care of the clients that you already have. Client retention is going to give you a higher ROI. It's a more cost-effective strategy than acquiring new leads and subsequently clients. It gives you increased loyalty. After all, happy clients tend to buy more often and spend more than new customers. And I'm pulling that stat from Fred Richheld's article published in Harvard Business School Publishing. And happy clients are great for referrals and for singing your praises. All right, so how do you shift your focus on client retention versus client acquisition? First, actually give a shit about your clients. Not the numbers they bring to your business and added revenue, which yes, of course, that's important, but I'm talking about the actual human behind that conversion. Second, focus on getting your client results. Now, of course, our clients are responsible for doing the work, but as business owners, especially business owners in the online space, working in service industries, we can help guide them. We can help support them. And, you know, we can give them recommendations in order to help them on their journey. You know, this is, of course, going to vary a lot depending on what you do, what your business is, who you're working with, et cetera. But my biggest point is they hired you for a reason. So focus on supporting them in getting those results instead of just converting them. Total game changer. Now, finally, let them know other ways that you can support them. So again, this is going on the retention. Now that can be a new offer and maybe shifting them from like a group program into a one-on-one -on -one container. That can be extending their current agreement. So if they're working with you on a six-month contract, you can continue to support them on like a recurring retainer. It could even just be re-enrolling them in whatever program you're currently offering if it's still a good fit for them. The sky is really the limit here, but the point is to actually let them know that you can continue to support them. I know, I know, I know these sound totally obvious, right? But you would be so surprised at how many businesses focus on just getting clients through the door, but they either don't care or they don't make their client experience or their client results a priority. And that is such a gap in the market and the number one most overlooked strategy that you can use to scale your business. Now, I would love to know, do you find yourself on team retention or team acquisition? And did this give you any useful insights? I definitely hope so. And I would love to know and hear from you. And thank you again so, so much for being here. Really appreciate you spending your time with me. And I look forward to seeing you next week.